everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with the one and only Kate Thorogood. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, Emma. You are welcome, Kate. I am glad to have you here. I see your smiling face nearly every day in the office, but I honestly don't know you that well. So would you share, I mean, as we always do, how you came to know the Lord? Fast forward, what are you up to today? Thanks, Emma. Yeah, I worked at Torchies during college, and I had been there maybe six months, and there was a guy who came in every single Tuesday, probably a couple Sundays out of the month, and he would ask me questions like, hey, you a believer? Like, what's your faith? And scale of one to ten— And obviously me being who I am, I'm pretty bubbly, I would say. I would say so. Thank you. You're welcome. I would engage with him and just talk and have conversation. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a seven. Oh, my gosh, I'm so great. You know, I love people. I called myself a Christian. Let me pause you. For those who don't know the one to ten question, what is it and why is a seven important? The scale of one to ten is when you get to heaven, like, what are you going to tell the Lord? Like, I'm in because uh, I'm a seven because I'm good. Mm. Or one, like, I wasn't that good, but I believe in you. And then obviously 10 is like— I'm confident I'll be I'm heaven. confident that I'm meant to be here, and it's because of your son. And one could even be no shot. God, yeah. Like, you could be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that was the question that he asked— And I answered a seven because I was like, and I gave my reasoning behind it. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. And then he asked me if I had a Bible. And then we just, we kept engaging in conversations. And finally, there came a point in that relationship. He was just kind of, it wasn't frustration. It was more of like, I was just very indignant to him and just kind of like, hey, I've already given you an answer. And I just Why do you keep asking me this? Right. And I wasn't open to like hearing what he had to say. Because um, I just was tired. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm working. Like, I'm giving you what you need. I'm meeting you a need. You got your queso. Yeah, just, just go <laughs> eat, Go alone. sit down, eat your queso. Yeah. Finally, I ended up leaving Torchies, finished up that semester, and I was just like rock bottom. Like, I was 20 years old, junior, and I just kind of was like, there's, there's no way I can, like, continue on this path that I'm on. And so I— struggled with anxiety and depression. And I just remember a moment in that season of like going back to the man at Torchies and just being like, hey, he mentioned this thing called the porch. And I'm like, I should probably go check that out. So I went with a friend and a couple times and then had an interaction with the same guy again. And just remember being like, I just, I don't know why. I'm just like, this isn't for me. And then um, finally I came one sum- during the summer. It was a July um, 2012. And I just was met with the most grace and just like this overwhelming love of Christ and like wrecked with everything that I had done in my life. And then just being met by that grace and having that same guy invite me down. I like sat with him. He walked me through like did the truth and um, the Lord's prayer. And I just was like, okay, here we are. And I gave my life to Christ that Tuesday. Wow. Where are you at today? You know Jesus now. You fast forward. What's going on? Yes. No, today I have the privilege of serving on our external focus team, which is wild. I didn't like share this in the beginning, but the guy at Torchies, the man who was like 
persistent and just absolutely annoying. Mm-hmm. His name was Jonathan Bakluda. Get out. No way. Get out. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? So, and like, he, Okay, so for those who are listening and don't know, Jonathan Bakluda, you might know him as JP. He's a great friend of Watermark. He used to work here. He was overseeing the porch, which is Watermark's ministry for young adults or young professionals, depending on what term lands best with you. Yeah, it was him, the one and only. That's amazing. He practices what he preaches. Honestly, like, I, that's probably what's kept, well, more than that. But, like, just the leadership here is incredible. So I have the privilege of serving on external focus. That's my full-time role, and I get to work with our external focus partners. That's, like, Brother Bill's, Our Calling, Feed My Starving Children. Those are just a few. Yeah, and we have opportunities coming up this summer to jump in and serve. So we're going to put the link in the description. If you're local to Dallas, there are a ton of opportunities to jump in and serve our city this summer. If you're not local to Dallas, check out the list. You might get inspired. There's probably homelessness ministry in your city. So check it out. Um, I know our calling specifically is all over the country. So don't miss out. But that's the summer, or hopefully you're already serving your city. Today, we are in numbers what? Numbers, 19. Numbers 19. I forgot for a second. Kate, as you read Numbers 19, what observations did you make? What did you notice? Man, I noticed that if it were up to me to atone for my sins, like, I would be, I would give up. Like, you were out. <laughs> I'm out. Like, I'm done. I think verse 3, he's talking about Eleazar. Like, you should give the red heifer to Eleazar. What's, and- a, what's a heifer? It's For a, those who don't know. Yeah. No, it's a female. I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's a female cow that has not had a kid. So when he took the red heifer and all of the steps he had to take to, you know, put the blood around the tent seven times, like, those are the things that I was, like, looking at and noticing in this that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot. Like, that is something that I would completely just be like, God, no, I'm sorry. Mm. I give up. There has to be a better way. And then, you know. Conveniently, there is a better way. There is we a better We do know way. that. We live in the new, the new covenant era, so we don't have to follow the law. We are, we are under grace uh, because we've placed our, our hope and trust in Christ's life, life, death, burial, and resurrection. But back in the Old Testament, in order to be in right standing with God, there was, it was conditional. There were things that you had to do. And to sum it up, you could say, hey, uh, sinful people— or impure, dirty people couldn't stand in the presence of a holy and perfectly pure God. And one of the ways you became impure was by encountering a corpse, a dead person. Think about, why don't you read uh, verse 13? Whoever touches a dead person, the body of anyone who has died and does not cleanse himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from Israel. Because the water for impurity was not thrown on him, he shall be unclean. Sure. One of the things that's important to think about when it comes to any passage dealing with purity or uncleanliness in the Old Testament is that these were things that would regularly happen in the life of an Israelite. So death, because we live in a broken world, is normal. And so on one hand, we see the goodness of God in that he provides a way for people to, or specifically the priests, but the Israelite people as well, to pursue purity and cleanliness when they encounter those things in their everyday life. At the same time, uh, we also see this reality that it's really complex because there are a lot of ways for people to be impure, for people to fall short, for us to fail, um, for us to 
not be worthy of standing in the presence of a holy God, whether you're a regular Israelite, a priest, whatever, we we fall short. How does that play out for you? Like, how do you think about your own sinful nature in relation to a holy God? When we are constantly washing our hands, our clothes, like we are constantly cleaning up dirt and filth, but there is a God who sent his son, Jesus, who like just flipped all of that over mm. and he moved towards the dirty and the yeah the lepers and the— The yeah. things that you were prohibited from, from touching or interacting with Lazarus. or would require, yeah. you know, means yeah. to make you clean again. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else on that? Keep Keep running with that thought. That's good. It's just—it's a reminder, like, to constantly bring things to Christ or to God and to just— remember that until we get to um, eternity, like until we get to heaven, like we're constantly having to just bring things to him over and over and over again. Like we are not going to be able to cleanse ourselves. Yeah, we can't cleanse ourselves. And there's, there's being too far gone isn't a thing. There's nothing we could do that Jesus can't, can't redeem. So you could, you could think about, okay, in the Old Testament, people had to go through these processes to make themselves clean in order to just stand before God or to be in the the company of God's people. In the New Testament, we see Jesus stepping on the scene and stepping into the lives of broken people, and he approaches those who are unclean. He approaches uh, the leper. Give me another—what's another example? Uh, Matthew 9, the woman who um, is bleeding. was bleeding. Yeah. yeah. So he moves toward— these sick, unclean, hurting people, but he makes them clean. Yeah. Like, he doesn't then require these purification things. He he moves into the darkness and brings light. And as his image bearers, we it's kind of twofold. We can bring our own dirt to him, whether it's pornography, anxiety, depression, perfectionism, pride, and we can go into the darkness as his ambassadors, we can walk into those unclean areas and, and bring light. Kate, thank you for being here. Thank you for tackling a tough passage, for sharing your story. Thank you all for leaving reviews. And as always, I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.